Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. I hope that you're having a good month of January so far. It's 2022. Hard to believe this is month five of the hour has come. A conversation about heaven. We're talking about the last conversations that Jesus had before the cross. And this one is taken from the first verses of John 14. If you can't tell, I really need these words today. It's been a long day. I've done some difficult things. You probably have done some difficult things too. But this chapter begins by saying, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God believe also in me. He's talking to his disciples, and then he tells them about a place. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. But then Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from henceforth you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet have you not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father who dwells in me, he does the works." Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily or truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I'm going to my Father. And whatever you will ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son." If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I really am grateful for those 14 words that were written by the Apostle John, probably the Apostle that was closest to our Lord Jesus. He wrote these words through the inspiration, of course, of the Holy Spirit. And they give me, in times that are distressing, in times that are stressful, in times that are sorrowful or sad, and even in good times, they give me great comfort and hope. Several people ask about question number four, and we will, um, I promised that we would go right to that in our very first dig a bit. It says, let's notice five things about heaven here. We're going to read each statement below and then comment on how we can know its truth from the text if we believe inspiration at all. First of all, 
we can trust everything that Jesus reveals to us about heaven. How do we know that from these passages? I took that from verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. If you believe in God at all, in the inspiration of the Bible, if you believe what God has revealed to us, Jesus is saying, you are going to believe me too. What I tell you about heaven is truth. I love the fact that even in this passage, he said, truly, truly, I say to you in verse 12, Jesus was emphasizing that you can believe, you can have confidence in what I'm saying, because if you believe God, you have to believe me because I am the fleshly manifestation of God on the earth. Secondly, as beautiful as mansions in heaven were, there was something that could make them even better. We know that from verse 2. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. You know what? The place before Jesus went back was unprepared. The place was not fully prepared for me till Jesus went back. As beautiful as it was before he left it, it wasn't prepared for me until he went back after having lived on the earth. The coming that Jesus is talking about next is when life on earth is ended and we the faithful go to heaven. Well, Jesus was going somewhere, verse 2. I go to prepare a place for you. And he was going where the Father was, verse 2. But later, Jesus was going to come again so that we could go there too. And we're going to see that in verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes on me and the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I'm going to my Father. Well, there is the place where it says that Jesus was going to, he was going somewhere, verse 2, and he was going where the Father was, verse 12, and he was doing that so that when he came again, I could go there too. I'm going to prepare a place for you, verse 3, and I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, or that is where I'm going, you can come and be also. So the coming that Jesus is talking about is when life on earth is ended and we, the faithful, get to go to the place, heaven, where the Father is. Next, heaven is a place, not just a condition or a state of mind. I want us to just think about why this has to be true. If it was a state of mind, why would Jesus have to go somewhere, verse 2, to prepare it? If it was a state of mind, we wouldn't have to be separated from Christ, verse 3. I'll come again and receive you to myself. I'm not going to be with you until I come again. If it was just a state of mind and we weren't separated, him being in one place and us being in another, then why, why would we, we wouldn't have to be separated if it was just a state of mind. It's a place and it's not where we're living. It's in, in a whole different world.
It's in a, a whole different, I don't want to say a geographical place because it's not about this world, but this is a place, a real place where Jesus was going to prepare rooms for us, and it's a place to which we get to go. It's not a state of mind. And Jesus was leaving, verse 12, to go to another point, verse 12 and 13. Truly, truly, I say unto you, he who believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I'm going to my Father. He was leaving to go to another point where the Father dwelt. Last, heaven or salvation is for a limited number of people, and that number of people are those who are obedient to Christ. Verse 6 Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And no man can go to this point where the Father is, this different place where the Father is, verse 12. No man can go there except through me. There are going to be people who don't accept Christ, who aren't in Christ, who aren't going through Christ heavenward. And those people will be eliminated from heaven. No man can go to this place except through Jesus. So heaven is for an exclusive group of people, those who are obedient to Christ. No man can go to this place except by Jesus. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from henceforth, you have known him and have seen him. You know, it's very interesting that the verse right after these 14 verses that we're studying tell us, I mean, it prescribes for us how we love Jesus, who is the way to heaven. If you love me, verse 15 says, you will keep my commandments. It is an exclusive group of people for whom Jesus is preparing rooms. You know, sometimes when we're vacationing or when we're trying to get tickets. I've gone on uh, ticket uh, venues on the computer and tried to get a ticket to a certain event, and those are all going to go on sale at 10 o'clock some morning, and they're going to sell out very quickly, and I've gone on and tried to get a good reservation for an event that I wanted to attend. And after I go through that process, and sometimes I'm unsuccessful. I think, wow, the people who get to do this are very limited. They are an exclusive group of people. Well, Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he said in the Sermon on the Mount that there was a narrow way and a broad way, and many would go in the broad way that leads to destruction, but the narrow way would be an exclusive group of people. It had a narrow gate, and few people there would be that would find it. I think that um, we see that also in Matthew seven twenty one, when Jesus said, Not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into heaven. Matthew seven twenty one. not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but instead he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. 
I, as, as we are leaving this passage today, I, I just want to hammer down the fact that heaven is real, that it is a real place, that it is the place where the Father is, that it is the place where Jesus has prepared us rooms. And when we read about the fact that our Lord in his very last conversations with the apostles wanted to make them extremely aware of the of the reality of heaven and of the fact that he would be working on their behalf preparing a place for them you know there's several things that we know biblically that Jesus is doing as he is in heaven But one is he's making a place for his faithful people. He's advocating for his faithful people. He's ruling over that kingdom of his faithful people. And he is preparing a place for his faithful people. Great, great comfort in those words. I hope that you have a great time studying these passages that we're studying when we're thinking about heaven. And I hope that it makes your resolve to live for him in this brand new year 2022 even greater and more resolute hope that your heart is completely in tune focused on heaven and we want to set our affections on things above and not on things of this earth have a good study have a good day